Posse Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. That's right. We're still working on our birthday because <laughs> it never stops. No, really, I don't get any sleep. Grassy and oh boy, we got a good guest today. We got a good guest today. As you know, week one went really, really well for the Green Bay Packers. I wish I could say the same. Uh, for my friend who is joining me, but um, alas, it just looks like it's rough waters ahead. And so with that being said, he is a YouTube star. He is a Lions YouTuber. It ain't 1.0, it's 2.0. It's Dose of Dion 2.0. How we doing, buddy? Hey man, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Love the intro. That was awesome. Was that was that good enough? Like that I was, was I was I was gonna make like some reference. I don't know if you watched WWE. There was like a Matt Hardy 1.0. There was like different versions. I was gonna go that route. I'm glad I didn't by the look on your face. Yeah, no, that was good. I, I probably would have just went with it. I I wouldn't have understood, but I would have went. You just with been it. like, yeah, yep. yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for being here, man. I really uh, I appreciate I appreciate the setup behind you. You got the the throwback helmets going on, of course. We got the last time you had a running back, and you got Matthew yes. Stafford. So um, I dig it. I dig the setup. Yes, thank you. I like yours too, man. Oh, I like yeah, all the, the it's, just, it's it's a nightmare for people with ADD. Like it is man. a true, true nightmare because it's just so much yeah, going on. It's, the trophy and everything. I see you. Okay. It, it's yeah, it's overcompensating for a lot, like a lot. It, this is just this <laughs> fills the holes in my life. So hundred percent. But Dose, it's great. It's great to have you on and. Every time I talk to a Lions fan, because this is now, I think, like the 13th Lions fan that I've talked to over the years, and it's always fascinating to kind of, like, check in with your fan base. What, I remember still some of the earliest episodes. Like, I talked to a Lions fan, and I was like, I get it why you hate the Green Bay Packers. Like, I got it. Like, as soon as it happened, I was like, okay, I would hate me too, 150%. And then, like, as the years went on, and, like, the bad calls – the blown fourth quarter leads, like all these things. And I was just like, I, like, I can't even insult you guys. Cause like, I would, I feel bad. Like I, I don't want to do it anymore. Cause I feel like I'm punching down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's been rough. I mean, I, uh, the whole Packers thing. I haven't, I have no, I don't like the Packers at all. You know, I like what you do, but I'm not a, not a big Packers guy, but get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, last year I just, Oh man, that, that one just hurt so bad. The whole, hands to the face stuff you know you just feel like you're kind of rolling and then all of a sudden it's just like how does that happen like it's yeah. no, it, it, just it, a normal loss and, and to be that's the thing too like right if it was like a normal loss you'd be like oh okay like you know yeah. it it happens close games they happen right. but yeah no i mean like i remember vividly after that game going online and just being like that was a bunch of bs like that was that was a blatant blatant terrible call man and like the thing is too is like you can't even celebrate a win like that because then you're just like I mean, like one of the reasons, the main reasons you win is because the refs. So like, yeah, I, I get you. So I want to, I want to jump right into it. So Matt Patricia, I am, I'm so curious because from where I'm sitting, it seems like when he first got signed, I was like, oh man, like, here we go. Like Matt Patricia, I mean, comes highly recommended, you know, and of course all Patriots head co- coaches do really, really well when they become head coaches, I say with sarcasm, but I was like, Patricia's going to be a good guy, defensive guy, what have you. First year, they try to tr- turn Matt Stafford into Tom Brady. Doesn't really work out. And then every single time that a Patriots guy is released, I feel like he's on speed dial for Matt Patricia and they're like, hey buddy, 
yeah, come, come over here. It's fine. We'll get, we'll throw you a bunch of money. I'm very curious of just like, it's now been the experiment going on like three seasons. How are you feeling about Matt Patricia? Oh, yeah, this one's tough. Uh, I would say right now, I, I mean, just after week one alone, there was probably, I would say at least 90% of the fans want this guy gone. I mean, it was crazy. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many comments, everything is just, get Patricia out of here. It's wild. Um, I get it. I, I really do get it. And it, it stinks because I think last year I was kind of on that train for a while. Like, okay, get him out of here. Like, this is not working. But then I kind of thought back. I'm like, man, we just keep doing this. We just keep firing these coaches. I'm like, he, he's got it. He's going to make it yeah. work. And you focus on the offseason, you see all the things that they're doing, and you just you, you think it's, it's he's building something here that's going to work. And then week one just makes you feel like week one from last year, right? It just feels exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. I, I personally, how I look at it, I wouldn't fire him right now. I know that. I think that's too extreme because sure. I, I, I just look at what we did in the offseason, and I say, like, you know, I feel like once you fire the guy that's done all this, because we've clearly, like you said, brought in a lot of Patriots. I mean, these are his guys. Yeah. Once you kind of fire it, you're kind of just resetting. And to do that after the first week, is, it's, it's kind of a lot. And I actually am a little bit more concerned for our guy Stafford here once that happens because I feel like uh, a rebuild is on the horizon. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to see it. But I yeah. feel like if this doesn't work out, that could, uh, that could be the case. And, and you know what? It, it's, it's interesting because, like you said, like they bring so many Patriots over. Like it, it's Patricia's team, right? He is molding it to the way that, you know, he wants to run this football team. And like you said, if he goes, then it's like, well, I guess we clear house now because it's going to be someone else's vision, right? Whoever comes in. I mean, like you look at Matt LaFleur and obviously like they go after a guy like Jordan Love. They go after a guy like AJ Dillon. Like, and even if he's not a complete hard reset, it definitely is looking to the future. And with the guy, with the draft picks and the guys that we're bringing in, it's definitely becoming more of LaFleur's team, you know, and throwing out the McCarthy way. So, for you, yeah, I completely agree. Like, after week one, no. Like, that's too extreme. But for you, mm-hmm. is this, like, the make-or-break-it season for Patricia? Like, if there's no playoff berth, are you like, okay, farewell, so long? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I, you're getting an extra team in the playoffs this year. I, I think this is the year. Like, it's you got to put it on this year. I think <clears throat> you've been here three years. Yep. Last year was hard because it's just hard to gauge where they were as a team. Like, I know defense, it was bad, and you would think it would be better. He's a defensive guy. It was just so hard to gauge, though, when you lose your top quarterback. So, yeah. I think this is the year, like, this is the big year. I just, I don't know. It's just so, it's so difficult for to gauge it based on playoffs and, and that because you can be really close and just miss. But they definitely have to be competitive. I mean, we can't see a five-win team. I just, yeah, I, I don't think you can do that any longer. You, you're going to have to make a move. Yeah, and, and you and I were just talking about this before we went live. You mentioned Matt Stafford. And I, I feel like that is, like, the biggest shame if like they throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, right? So if like if they get rid of Patricia and then they're just like, oh Matt, hey yeah, no you go too, like that that there's the door because <laughs> if there's been like one guy, if there's been one guy who is when he's healthy, I arguably I think he's one of the best QBs in the NFL. When he's healthy, he hasn't had a great supporting cast around him. I mean, has he ever had a running game? You know, like I mean, like there's so many things that he's never ha- he hasn't had. The offensive line has let him die back there for years and years and years. Like, how are you with Matt Stafford? Like, are you kind of just like, listen, like, that's my guy. Let him play here as long as possible because he's not the problem. Or are you understanding if, like, if Patricia goes, I mean, you got to go too. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I could see them doing that. But, not, like, I'm, like, your first point, man. Stafford's my guy. I just – 
you know, hey, if you want to stay here, you want to play a couple years, if you want to stay with the next guys that come in, if new guys come in, you stay here. Because I just know how difficult it is to find a quarterback. I mean, I, he's our best quarterback we've ever had. I think since yeah. maybe the 50s, you can make an argument. And I know across the league, teams have struggled years finding one. And I just feel like when you find one, you just hold on to it. It's just it's, it's too, too hard to just let that go and then uh, try to find something new. Stafford's been my guy. I mean, I completely believe in Stafford. I don't think he's the be- been the problem. And, uh, you know, I just think that kind of goes back to the Patricia thing. You know, you're trying to build a team around him. Yeah. But it's like now you fire the coach and you're restarting again. So it's like, how are you going to build a team if you keep firing him? But then if it's not working, it's, it's kind of a mess, man. Yeah. A little and, bit. <laughs> and like, that's the thing, though. Like, you look at the team and you're talking about, like, this year. You have, like, you have talent. Like, there is talent on this football team, right? You have the receivers. You have Galladay, who was amazing last year, right? Marvin Jones. You bring in a guy like Swift, who, you know, I know you don't like him for the last play that he did last <laughs> week. I, I, I turned that game on as, and I was just like, oh, man, they're driving. They're, like, right there. And I see him drop the ball. And I drafted him in, like, every single one of my fantasy leagues, too. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> like oh, okay. This is <laughs> yeah. this is going to be a thing, and like it, it's just it. I, like for me, looking out, I'm like I'm like this is this has to be incredibly frustrating. But for yeah. you, how, like what do you think? And I know this is a very existential question. Like what the hell is the problem, right? <laughs> like if you have the talent, you have the QB, you have at least some supporting staff around them. Like what is it? Like what is the missing link that they're just not able to put it together? Yeah, this this is obviously a difficult question. I I think if we're if we're focused just on this year, this year alone, I I'm one of the people that for week one, like I still have confidence after week one that we sure. could be okay this year. For sure. And I think I think week one, honestly, I know no one's here, but I, uh, I think a lot of it really was injuries, and it was during the game. I don't think it was coming into the game because you're prepared for that. I think it was when when we saw Trufant and then Coleman go down, and we were forced. It was really McCray to be honest. Okay, when we yeah. put Tony McCray out there, they just attacked him, attacked him, attacked him. It was like, man, we make Mitchell Trubisky look good. It's like, that's because he's being covered by a special teams guy. I mean, I don't even know how much he's played cornerback before he came here. Yeah. And I just think that was super difficult. I, I, I want to say that, they, that they're going to do something right. It just seems almost mental. It just seems like there's a mental block with Patricia's era because before sure. it was the complete opposite. It was like, oh, we can't get up, and we're trying to come back over and over and over. And now yeah. Patricia's here. It's like, hey, you know, we're building a league. We're feeling good. But every fourth quarter, you start to get nervous yeah. because they just can't close anything. It's, it's, I think, too, like I saw, like they put up a stat, too, of like how many fourth quarter, like, <laughs> like leads they blew. And I was like, that, uh, that's not a great stat to have. And then it starts to happen. And I'm just like, yes, oh, yes. no, okay. That's, that's where that's going. <laughs> yes, yes. It, and it hurts. It hurts because it makes you like feel like, oh, we're so close. Yeah. But we're just, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. Uh, it's finishing it's the game. Out of reach. Yeah. Yes, that's and, what it is. And, you know, it, it's, I mean, like you could look at the Packers last week too, right? So like the Packers, like they kept putting on points, but like that defense in that fourth quarter, they were great for the first three, but then they yep. like Kirk Cousins, we made Kirk Cousins look really good too. So like, you know, any day that you, your team, your defense can do that, you know, it's not going to be a good day. However, I will say, I kind of love it, the fact that Trubisky did, like, just enough to remain the starting QB with Chicago because that benefits all of us. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, like, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen it yet for the Lions side of things. His numbers against us are pretty crazy good. But I, I want to believe that it's better than Foles going out there. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it, and it's funny, too, because, like, you mentioned, like, I feel you cut Matthew Stafford at the end of the season – 
like the bears are calling him up like right now and they'll just be like please come here please save our franchise because i mean right now you're having a battle between nick Foles and mitch trubisky the, none of that spells confidence like for and, and your off-season acquisitions besides robert queen is jimmy graham like there's nothing about that so like i feel like where we have been in the past like, I feel like at least with you guys, like, your future is brighter, even though you have some, like, inner turmoil going on. We don't know what's going on with the coaching, what have you. Like, at least, like, with, the, with that, you get it. But with the Bears, that's just like, wow, you went from one of the best to not, not, not so good. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think – and that kind of goes back to the, to the thing again with moving Patricia at the end of the year. It's like, you know, this whole last season was – all about the whole problems we had inside a locker room with Slay and then Biggs. Yep. So we're, we're getting rid of all this talent because these are the problems. And now, again, if you reset, you lost these players. So it's kind of yes. just like they're just gone. We got – yeah, because they didn't think it fit. And, and that's the issue too, right? Like if you're trying to answer like what's the problem, if mm-hmm. you're like the front office and you're like, oh, crap, it wasn't those players. <laughs> it was Matt Patricia. Like that's bad because like you just said, like they're all gone now. So at that yeah. point, oof. Like, that's essentially, like, the, the, the best that you can do with that. So, heading into to this week and looking at the Packers versus the Lions, you bring up all the injuries at corner, right? I heard that Okuda, like, was, had pads on and looks like that he's going he's gonna to be playing. Um, you saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams against the Vikings' young corners. So... How do you think Sunday's going to go with that? That's the nicest way I could ask that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's intimidating on paper, man. It looks bad. And I, I've actually just got done working on, like, how I how, like, kind of like a game plan type of thing yeah, yeah. in this one. And I, I'm like, I can't make my prediction until I know who's healthy at corner. Sure. Because I, I just don't – I don't see – I mean, I'm very optimistic, and the Lions fans will tell you that. But I just think it's going to be really difficult to stop Rodgers and what they did last week. Because I, cause the Vikings coming to that game, I thought they'd struggle because they're young corners, right? And yeah. they had a lot of problems on the D-line. So I didn't think they'd get too much pressure. I'm like, that's going to be bad. And I know for the Lions, they've spent a lot of their capital just getting cornerbacks, and their pass rush is a little shaky already. So I'm like, well, if we don't have the corners out there yeah. and we're trying to blitz, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how they're going to stop. We're literally going to have to score 50 points to win this game. Which, if it, listen, if it's the fourth quarter at the Packers game, you might do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it could happen. I think, you know, it, it's – with the Lions, though, like, I, rem- I was sat here twice last year. And with Lions fans, they're like, oh, no, we're losing this game. Like, we're losing. And you won the entire game. Like, the, both games, literally every second of both of those games, you were winning. And, like, that – I think, like, that also, like, goes to show of, like, divisional matchups and rivalries and what have you. Like – we know each other really, really well, right? Yeah. So, like, any team that goes to the NFC Championship, Super Bowl, goes deep into the playoffs, what have you, they can still struggle against. And that's why, like, I am not closing the book at the, on the Lions at all because, like, mm-hmm. again, a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, what your defense is able to do. But, I mean, they're one of those teams that, especially in the past few years, like, either one, they had our number and they just kept beating us, or two, like, they take it down to the very, very, very last second. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like like last year, man. They kept it close with I know what was it, David Blau at the time. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think it can I think it'll be close and I think it can keep it competitive. But again, it just really does come down to corners for me. I think if we get Trufant out there, because Okuda is the rookie, it's always concerning. And I, I just know we're gonna have to have him across because I know how much they move around Adams and he's probably not gonna get followed by a certain corner. So 
I think if the cornerbacks are healthy, we can we can keep it competitive. It'll be a close game like usual. And I and it's kind of been the story with Patricia, right? Every game seems to be competitive. We don't get blown out by anybody. We sure. just we just can't finish it off. So I mean, again, I think I'm coming to this one with the same belief that we can keep it close as long as our corner we got most of our cornerbacks healthy, and hopefully we can just finish it off. Hopefully, you know, we don't drop that touchdown for Swift, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get you. And I am curious of like this draft class. So obviously, you know, you're, you're picking pretty high up and, you know, the first two major picks, you're going after Okuda, which makes sense, right? Because you got rid of Slay, you need like the guy back there again. You know, you bring in a guy like Okuda uh, and then you bring in Swift. Now, you know, carry on Johnson, you know, like he, he got injured. I know he had injury issues and stuff like that, but he didn't do like too bad, right? But I feel like when... With, with the Lions backfield, like there's so many guys back there, if I'm not mistaken, Bo Scarborough, like I think he put on IR, right? In like the beginning yeah. of the year, yep. like last week. Yep. So like with you, because I, I see the Barry Sanders jersey and I'm like, he's, he's got the hope. He's because, and then again, I don't know who, what other running backs, you know, you're going to, whose other jersey you're going to get. We got AP right back there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got your guys. I'm curious on your take on like the running game and what they're trying to build there. Is this like a bridge to be Swift's backfield? Like, and that's why they're bringing in Peterson to like, you know, help lead the way or do they have any idea what they're doing? I'm like, I'm curious on your take of what they're doing back there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they want to be a, a run heavy team. I think that's why Bevel's here and that's what he wants to do. And that's why they keep bringing in guys that either run block or run the football. And I think we saw that a little bit last week. I would like to see more of it. With Carrion, I've, I've been a big Carrion fan because, you know, I've always tried to root for him and, you know, because the injuries and everything like that, he's just like, hey, he can do it. He just got to stay healthy. Yeah. But I think my concern with a lot of our running backs, and I haven't seen enough to Swift, so I don't really know. Sure. I think, man, it just seems like they don't really read the defense too well. They don't see the holes because I felt like when I watched Adrian Peterson, who I don't think, I think it may be similar in athletic ability maybe to Carrion. I mean, he's 35 years old. Yeah. And he's finding all these holes, almost 100 yards, which we never do ever like we never have 100 rushers and I'm seeing this and it's like how old like where has this guy been why can't we do this with any of our other running backs that we keep drafting and I hope Peterson helps some of those younger guys yeah because he's not going to be around forever right he's only he started this is probably going to be his only year here I'm just a little concerned with some of the vision right I just think carry on it's just not consistent he doesn't seem to always be able to find the hole and hopefully Swift can take it you know hopefully Swift can take over and they, they find running backs that can do that but yeah. it, it's concerning but it's also at the same time not as concerning because I feel like the offensive line is showing you they can get make holes. They can create holes. We just have to be able to find them. I think we've just missed a really talented running back back there. Yeah. And listen, you know, that's one of those things too. Adrian Peterson could do nothing all year, but he'll still rush for 150 yards against the Green Bay Packers. Like, it's just <laughs> that, that's just what happens. Like, that's what history shows. That's what experience shows. So, you know. Start AP maybe in fantasy this week. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, that's hey. I have that wrote down. <laughs> Start AP in fantasy. Oh man. You know, especially like Kenny Clark. You know, Kenny Clark looks like he's probably going to miss Sunday with the groin injury. That is a huge guy that mm-hmm. is not on that defensive line. So yeah, I mean that that is one of the areas I'm I'm terrified in. You know, the Packers were able to hold it for 41 minutes last week. You know, in time of possession. You know, if you guys are able to establish that run and kind of like fulfill that vision of what you're trying to accomplish, yeah, I think that this could be a real, real close game, and it might even be a low-scoring game. You know, if if you're just holding on to the ball for a really, really long time. 
Right, right. And and I've like I said, I, I watched that game back versus Minnesota, and I felt like early they had success running the ball inside with Cook and Madison. I mean, their first touchdown drive, once they got to like midfield, they just ran it all the way. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, okay, this could work, right? We get Peterson, we, we just we've attacked the middle, now there's no Kenny Clark, if there is no Kenny Clark. They have all these speed rushers, but if we can run the football. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think with the rushing game, I have confidence with that. Um, yeah, it could be a lower scoring game. I just think what happened in Minnesota a little bit, was they made some really bad mistakes with the safety and then the pick, and they got themselves behind to the point where they couldn't really just establish the running game because they had to come back. And then all those pass rushers were just get to the quarterback, and it was like, yeah, this is a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I couldn't be happier because the Vikings (laughs) just shift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. purple incarnations of Satan. Now, (laughs) I got got one other question for you before I want to, like, dive into, like, a little prediction-ish area. Okay. Eric Ebron, the favorite tight end <laughs> of the Detroit Lions. I know he's not well-liked, right? So he cannot catch a cold in Detroit. Goes to the Colts for a year, makes the Pro Bowl because, of course, right? And now he's – I honestly couldn't even tell you what team he's on now. I forget who he randomly just signed with, but whatever. I saw him catch yeah. a pass, too, this past weekend, but who cares? More importantly, forgetting about Eric Ebron, you then decided to go in and draft TJ Hawkinson, who I will say I wanted so badly <laughs> because I love TJ Hawkinson. Uh, got hurt last week, uh, last year, I believe, like, what, week 12? I think that's, like, yeah. when he yep. went on uh, IR. What is your expectations, and do you have, like, a ton of excitement for this guy? Because he's one of those guys who can block. He can go out and be a, a passing threat. He was great last week with, for you guys. You know, kind of where's the buzz around TJ Hawkinson and how he can fit into this offense? I think, I think he fits perfectly. I think it was a perfect fit for Daryl Bevel when we drafted him. You know, I don't know how consistent his you know, stats are always going to be just because we have so many weapons. I just know it's going to be consistent. But blocking, I mean, that's something that's just you never see in a stat sheet, but it's there. Yeah. And I think he's just – he's huge across the board. I honestly wish sometimes they get him more involved. I felt like they kind of just stopped giving it to him after he had, like, the hot drive. I, I really was high on TJ Hawkinson this last year because I know year two for tight ends can be a big jump. Yes. Uh, just statistically, stat, you know, you just see big jumps there for year two. And I think last year was difficult for Hawkinson because of the injuries. It seemed like he almost lost a little bit of confidence with that, right? He was just yeah. not 100%. So I think he fits this offense really well. I don't know what his stats are going to be like. I think they'll improve from last year if he's healthy. Um, it was, you know, tight end. I, I don't think everybody loved that pick when we made it. I didn't think, know if we were going to go tight end or not. But, yeah. you know, I, I, think, I think he's a good fit for Bevel. Yeah. I, I like again. He's one of those guys that I was just like, yes, you want him on your football team, like a hundred. And like you said, like tight end, especially year one, tight ends usually don't do anything because like it is a very difficult position to try to transition from college into the pros. And I think you know, coming off the injury, if week one is any indication, you know, he's gonna be a matchup nightmare uh, for a bunch of teams in this league. And then I just realized I, I have to ask you this question that every lion because I haven't talked to a Lions fan since the draft. Um, are you okay with the Okuda pick over Simmons? Ooh, uh, okay. I would, I would say at the time I was pretty split. I mean, I was at one point thinking we should go Simmons. I was like, all right, go Simmons. You're a linebacker guy. We need someone to help cover. And we signed Jimmy Collins. So I, I kind of like, like looking back, I get why he did it because it makes sense. I mean, you've seen what uh, Belichick has done getting all these cornerbacks and, yeah. and whatnot when Patricia was there. So he's kind of following that mold. So I get why he did it. I think Isaiah Simmons would be nice. I honestly think they would both kind of fit, but at the same time, I, I'm also looking and understanding how much he's really putting emphasis on the secondary. Yeah. And 
it's super unfortunate, all these injuries. I mean, I'm honestly really glad we drafted him because if you got a guy like Coleman on IR, yeah. and I don't know how, how, how uh, hurt Trufant is, we definitely need this depth more than ever right now. Yeah. And the fact that you just said Jamie Collins, I, Jamie Collins, I started laughing because <laughs> oh. like I was streaming the Packers game and they were like, Jamie Collins got ejected for hitting a ref. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, like pulling it up. And I'm like, this guy's going to like sock him in the face. or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Yo, like, at I, point, do you like just throw your hands up and just be like, yeah, you know what? I can't even be surprised anymore. <laughs> I, I was I was in shock. I, I didn't even like I've never seen something like that before. No. It was just the weirdest thing. It was like, it okay, was... I'm not sure why you did that, but also you just <laughs> threw him out. I was like, did we really just lose Collins? <laughs> it's like why yeah, like, the, the why hmm. I think like <laughs> like I think he was trying to tell him like, you know, that he was like leading with his head or something like that. But like he yeah. went up to him like a cat and was just like, Hey, <laughs> what's going on? And the ref is like like whoa! Like he like he doesn't know what's going on. That was uh that was I've never seen anything like that. So that was that was a new one for me. But yeah, we we make new stuff every year, man. We we find something new every year. <laughs> You're like, there's no bottom. It just it it's, no, it just it just it's all the way down. There's no bottom. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. All right, so it, you don't have to give me an exact score or anything like that. So coming into this Sunday's game, trying to avoid an zero and two start. Um, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, I, I think offensively, we're going we're gonna to try to run the football a lot. I think we're going to try to run the ball a lot, establish that early, try to keep the pass rush off of Stafford the best that we can. And I hope, I hope AD or AP gets a lot more carries. I, w- I would honestly – I mean, I feed the hot hand. You know, you can kind of mix it early. But if he gets sure. going like he did last week, I'm giving him way more carries. I'm just letting him go. Like, you yeah. like I know you're old, but <laughs> we signed you. You need to do it. Like, you need Whatever to do works. it because no one else is. So I, I would feed him early, and I, I try to get the running game going. And hopefully we control time possession, like you said, because I think that was the biggest factor in that game. And then defensively, man, it's all about the corners. I, I just hope – I check every day. I know at 4 p.m. they're putting out their first report. I'm just hoping that we at least have Trufant, hopefully Okuda, man. I know Coleman's going to be out, but I'm hoping those two go because it, I'm, I'm just – man, if we have to have McCray out there, I just know it's going to be a problem. I know it's yeah. going to be a big problem. I don't even know how – I honestly would feel bad for Patricia if they can't play because I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I would have no idea. <laughs> you're just like calling up anyone. You're like, hey, does anyone know how to play corner? Like, let's, let's just right. – Right. Might, might move Agnew back to defense because I, I just – I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be a mess if he's not there. So, it, it's easy, I think, to say it's going to be high scoring. Like you said, it could be low scoring. I could see yeah. a scenario. I think that's probably more where the Lions would want to keep this one, I'm sure. thinking. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an exact score right now. I mean, that's that's really what I'm just waiting on is the yeah. whole cornerback group. If they're healthy, I can see I can see the Lions, you know, pushing it down to the wire, and then hopefully, you know, they pull it out at the end and they control time possession, and they don't do what they did last week. I hope they just you know put their foot on the gas if they get a lead, just grab yeah. the lead and go. Um, but if they're not healthy, I'm concerned. I'll just say that I'm very concerned. Yeah, I think like I said, you know, the games between us are usually pretty good. Like they're they're yeah. usually pretty entertaining i just like for it like i just hope the refs don't get involved in any way shape or form because like again i don't want i like you guys are just like i'll take the refs that's fine like we, we've been we we're, we're we're overdue right, right. so yeah <laughs> you're just like at this point you know how much money do we have to give them like yeah deposit? is they got paypal what are they doing um yeah I'm, i i think it's i think it's gonna be a good game and uh yeah it'll be a fun and you don't have to deal with fans in lambo either so 
you know, you that, that's that's a plus for you guys. But yeah, yeah. And I, I've heard the ref today. I think the ref is the ref from last year's game. It so is. I was like, oh, <laughs> it oh is. this is okay. And you're <laughs> just like, wait, wait a minute. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, perfect. Let's go. Oh, Fantastic. Man. Well, Dose, it has been phenomenal having you on. I appreciate you taking the time, telling to talk about the Lions and the Packers. Please tell the whole posse where they can find you. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I want to say congrats on 100K. I got to say that first. That was that was incredible. Um, uh, you guys can find me on YouTube, Dose of DI 2.0. You can find me across all social media, basically Instagram and Twitter, uh, both there. But yeah, man, I got to. I just, thanks for having me. I woke up to this and I saw that email. I was like, wait, is this fake? I feel like someone's <laughs> messing with me. I was like, oh no, he really did email me. So I was like, all right, let's do it. I was super excited all day. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. It was, uh, it was great talking to you. I, I, I wish you well for the rest of the season. The Lions are one of those teams that like, if they do well, I have no problem because it's just like, you know what? That's fine. As long as it's not the Vikings or Bears, like we're good. Right. We're right, totally solid. Right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So go check out Dose and, uh, this Sunday, we'll see if the Green Bay Packers can go 2-0. and oh. But let me know what you think down in the comments below what's going to happen on a Sunday. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!